Hi everyone, I'm Dean Turple and this is Dean Turple's podcast. Today is Friday the 10th of December 2021. Very close to the end of the term. I know all of you are planning to spend the weekend studying for your finals. Um, Remember to give yourself some breaks. Uh, You can't take it all in without some breaks. You can use what's called the Pomodoro technique, which is setting a, a timer and everybody has a timer on their phone. <laughs> Setting a timer for a specific, specific amount of time, studying for that amount of time, and then taking a break for a defined amount of time. The key there is to give yourself some parameters. So you've studied for this long, for an hour, for an hour and a half, for 45 minutes, <clears throat> whatever, and then you stop for the break time and do something else. Something physical is really good to do, or you know something that you enjoy doing spending time with your family you know really interacting with your family or some, or your pets um, you know stop for that amount of time remember that you have set aside time for studying and then when the break time is over go back to your study but only for a defined amount of time it's really good to have those definitions um, for times that you plan to study to have those parameters really keep you focused and on track I know we, I haven't said anything for a while. I felt like there's a lot going on, but also nothing new going on. <laughs> but now I feel like there's a few new things going on. I'm really excited to and looking forward to 2022. We have a lot of new things kind of happening, um, what, or um, things that we've been doing, but maybe increasing them. We are hoping very... <laughs> We already have some plans in place, but we're really hoping to have more Thursday student success sessions and more a wide variety of topics. So we've engaged quite a few people now from through, throughout the college um, to provide some student success workshops on Thursdays. Of course, some of them will be given by your very own faculty, and I know you really like hearing from the faculty outside of class time. And then some will be given by other people, the student learning success team, Um, our own CTE advisors. So it's pretty exciting for me. My goal is to have something almost every Thursday. I don't think we're there yet, but at least uh, one to two Thursdays a month. And we're also offering more in the evening. So I know a lot of the part-timers, that's a challenge for them. So we're offering in the evening. Well, classes will be back on campus. We will have no remote delivery uh, classes except for what we call FARM or HSC 1149 that will be the only remote delivery course and that's delivered through BC online live but otherwise all courses are back on campus but several of the workshops we will be doing via zoom and the reason we're doing those workshops via zoom is because we have so many students right we have about 700 students and there's not a place on any campus that holds that amount of students at one time and we want to make sure everybody has a chance you know to to see those workshops I'm pretty sure that your esteemed faculty, your faculty experts, are planning to do some skills boot camps again early in the term. So keep your eyes peeled to your email even during the break so that you're prepared to participate in those skills boot camps. The feedback from our last one was great. It, it, feedback from both the faculty who were exhausted and the students was great and they're a very good opportunity. Those will be held for the students that are continuing on. 
our new January cohort students will get their boot camps and their sessions through their faculty, through their NUR 1020 faculty. Um, we've also secured some funding that we believe will be available for tutoring. So we will continue to have nursing specific tutors in the academic success centers. I hope all of you are taking advantage of that service. Uh, we do plan to continue that, continue to have nursing um, tutors. If somebody has told you, if any of the faculty have said, hey, you'd be a good tutor, then you should consider applying for one of those positions. As well, there will be a significant number of nursing specific recruitment events in 2022. We used to have a few people, a few hospital systems who wanted to come around and do some recruiting when our, when our students were nearing graduation, when they were near, nearing the end of what we affectionately call trends, or NUR 2811 and NUR 2801. Now the hospital systems are wanting to get with you a lot earlier in the program. They want to talk to you early on because they don't want to have to do this mad rush of recruitment at the very end. So I always say it's a good time to be a nursing student. There's a lot of people out there who want you. So as well, keep your eyes open for some of those recruitment events, especially if you're, in, you're finishing up your specialty courses, doing ortho-neuro this spring. You might want to talk to some of these hospital systems so that you know and can make a good informed decision about where you're going to apply. No podcast from me, which let's face it, it's not really a podcast, it's just me talking. <laughs> would be complete since March of 2020 without mention of COVID and since the spring of this year without mention of the COVID vaccine. So the overwhelming majority of our students, over 95% of our AS nursing students are vaccinated and compliant with all of the requirements set forth by the hospitals in Complio. And I'm so grateful and so proud of all of you for the great example you're setting for the community and the great way that you are demonstrating your commitment to the health of your patients by assuring that you're not the person who you know, brings that to them. We do still have a few people who have some medical and other reasons for not being able to be vaccinated and we're working hard to accommodate them. I want to explain a few things that I think that maybe people didn't understand or don't understand. Broward College as an entity and the Broward College Nursing Program, we do not mandate any of the clinical requirements. We do not mandate any of the vaccines, the influenza vaccine, nothing. We don't mandate the uh, drug screen, the urine drug screen. These come from our clinical partners and clinical partners, the hospitals where you do clinical, can determine what they want to have as clinical requirements. They don't vary much the, between hospitals. They talk amongst themselves. Most of the time they come to a consensus. There is a little bit maybe in some of the continuing ed or you know, some of the prep, uh, prep courses you have to do, the online uh, CEs that you have to do prior to going to that hospital system. But in general, they keep things pretty much the same. And that's what we have to follow. Um, that's been tested. That's been looked at by many outside entities. That's how we've had some students push back on that and test that through legal means. And the hospitals can require whatever they want, whatever's reasonable. And 
they do require what they believe is reasonable and they have rationale for that. We are eagerly awaiting what will happen with the CMS ruling. I don't know. Um, there is a stay for several states, um, so we'll see what happens with the CMS ruling and the COVID vaccine. But I do want to explain a few things about the COVID vaccine. As I said, it's not required by us, it's required by our hospital partners. The issue is not whether you've had the vaccine or not and can go to clinical. The issue is that the areas available to the student who has not had the COVID-19 vaccine are very limited. Just as we explain over and over to students that even if you are scheduled for one rotation at a hospital that doesn't have certain requirements, that doesn't mean you can complete the program. That's because it doesn't, isn't related to getting vaccinated or meeting the clinical requirements. It's related to meeting the, clinic, the clinical objectives. I'm gonna give you a, an example. So the hospitals have said, if you're, you know, the hospitals who are providing some exemptions and they haven't approved all of them, they are saying that, um, you know, you can go into areas, some areas and not into some areas. So I'm going to give you the example of NICU and PICU, neonatal ICU and pediatric ICU. So unvaccinated students cannot perform care in the NICU or PICU. If providing care in an NICU and PICU are required to meet the objectives of the clinical course, then it's not that you can't go to the hospital because you're not vaccinated if, you, if you've earned an exemption. It's that you can't meet the clinical requirements. And as well, we can't just place you, somebody, place you somewhere else because that may prevent one of your classmates from meeting the objectives because they're stuck in NICU or PICU the whole time and they can't meet the objectives of caring for other patients. So I'm not sure if I'm explaining that well enough, um, but that is the, that's the root of the problem there. We've had this situation many times before. We have some hospital systems that have different requirements and maybe a student could go to that hospital for one or two courses, but you, know, you have to be able to go to all of our hospital affiliates in all areas of our hospital affiliates. We're trying really hard to help those of you who are already in the program to complete the program. We're, we're hoping to work with hospitals on exemptions if you need a medical exemption, religious exemption. We certainly can't guarantee that. It's up to them. But um, we do, we are working with them. But moving forward, new students, you will not be able to meet all of the course objectives by with an exemption to the COVID vaccine. Yes, you can go to the hospital possibly, but you can't provide the care that you need to provide to demonstrate knowledge and skills related to all the objectives. So that's the issue. I just wanna say again that I'm wishing everybody the very best of luck on finals. Um, feel free to get in touch with me and I'll send, I'll remember you with positive thoughts if you want <laughs> during your final. You know I pray for all of you every single day no matter what and all the faculty, but I am wishing everybody the very best of luck. 
Um, I know all of you who are not graduating this term are very excited to see that we have this huge graduating class of about 130 students. And I hope you got to participate or view the Carnation Parades on the um, and see these grads in their whites because it's really something to see. It's phenomenal. We'll be having candlelighting in person on Tuesday. Space is very limited. Um, we are asking some underclassmen, so to speak, to be ushers, but you'll get there soon enough, and um, we're very excited for that. Wish them all well when you see them. Um, wish them the very best of luck. They will be doing their HESI on Monday, and then having candlelighting on Tuesday, and then graduation on Wednesday. So everybody take care, do great on your finals, and I'll be thinking about you. I'll be sending positive thoughts and for everybody. Have a wonderful holiday break, and I'll see everybody back on January 5th.